BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new episode of GVN Interview. Uh, I am joined today, or me and Joel are joined today, by a legend. A legend. The uh-huh. great Ernie Altbacker. How you doing, Ernie? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm really good. We were really excited to do this talk with you. Joel just got off and was like, all right, yes, let me join. Um, <laughs> So um, I'm very uh, excited to talk with you. First, I want to start off with uh, congratulations on the success of the new release of uh, Constantine, House of Mystery. Uh, Very, very, very good. Just got finished watching it again. Um, Can I just say, you are one of my favorite writers when it comes to Constantine. Like, I I really do believe certain people just understand certain characters. Um, what is it about Constantine that just like really clicks with you when, whenever you're writing for Constantine? Well, it's one of my favorite like types of characters, which is bastard with the heart of gold, right? <laughs> so he's kind of crappy as an individual, but when it comes down to it, he's trying to do good things, you know, right. but he's also very anti-hero-esque in that like Superman would never like toss someone as a sacrifice to a demon to like right. save to plug up the like the demon gate right, right. like superman's right. not doing that he's like i'm saving everyone constantine's <laughs> like Boop. you know uh-oh, <laughs> we're gonna have to lose you you're not a very good person anyway but right. uh you know so i'm gonna have to use you in this way uh so i just think those characters are fascinating and and that's why i like them See, one of the things I love about this this movie coming out when it uh, when it did is so we just left March, right, where March was a month of Batman and Moon Knight. And you constantly got a lot of people that aren't familiar with Moon Knight going. It's just Marvel's Batman. Then you have this coming out around the time of multiverse, uh, you know, in the multiverse of madness. Right. So what I love about what you were able to structure with this is just, again, hitting home the drastic differences between the two characters, right? To where it's a it's clear cut, the lines Constantine will cross, right? And then you you watch Multiverse of Madness and you see the lines Doctor Strange is not willing to cross. <laughs> and you kind of go, well, that's the difference there, right? Like Constantine, like you said, I will throw you to the wolves if I believe it will get the job done. Mm-hmm. So like when when you're writing stuff like this, does that ever like into your head of like 
how can I structure Constantine so it's never a question of like, oh, well, what does Constantine do differently than a Doctor Strange on the other side? Well, I don't really, you know, do the the comparison thing of like, oh, you know, Doctor Strange seems to have quite a code. And even though it, it, it looks like he's screwing everybody over, really, he's saving everybody, but he couldn't right. tell you. So and then he's very, he's very apologetic about not, you know, about scaring you, right? Whereas right. Um, I think the cooler character is uh, Constantine, where the audience must wonder, well, what is he going to do? Oh my right. God! Is he gonna? Is he gonna sacrifice a small child? Oh no, John! Don't do that! <laughs> don't! And then you're like, well, we don't know. He might do it. He might do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, depends how how worried he is about the. I mean, he wouldn't do it for himself to save himself, but he would to save like the Earth or whatever. He's he's very much he's the anti. Star Trek of um, <laughs> the needs of the one are not going to get in the way of the needs of the many for John Constantine. It's right. uh, the many, you know. So yeah, I, I guess it's it's just a, it's a little bit more of a complex character to see when he picks what side to be on. Of like, no, can't cross this line because you don't know right. you don't know if there's a line that he's not going to cross. So right. I know one of the things me and Joel talked about when we watch uh, Apocalypse War was uh, the decision Constantine made in that and how that kind of was just like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so kind of seeing the ramifications of everything that falls out from that. So we're now in a whole new sandbox when it comes to this DC animated universe that we're in here. Um, so I want to ask you about a specific character in this this new uh, animated short, which, by the way, is that is that a thing going forward of animated shorts that are connected to the universe? Or is this just like a one off, like a bridge? Because this was something I really enjoyed. But then part of me was just like, I wanted more like immediately, like as soon as it hit the end credits, I was just like, oh, Ernie robbed me. There was so much more (laughs) I was looking forward to. So was this like a concept that like you had of it being a short or was it approached for it to be a short? Well, I mean, DC does do these showcase shorts to put Mm -hmm. on the DTVs for for the feature length ones, usually with characters that are, um not as popular that might not get their due ever so give them a short and maybe something happens maybe they're included in a team up or something like that right to get get them a little more famous um this actually i think is a is a jim krieg idea that the shorts are going to be canon in whatever the continuity does some of them not all of them you know Mm -hmm. Uh, although maybe he'll figure out a way to, to make every single thing uh, part of part of the canon, you know, <laughs> he likes doing stuff like that. Uh, but in this case, so the short had to work. Um, it had to work in like multiple ways. It had to work as a standalone with a person who doesn't know heroes and comics at all, right? But also we had a chance to put a coda onto James Tucker's 16 movie Tuckerverse continuity, right? Mm -hmm. That this was an extra thing uh, because they wanted to do a House of Mystery, 
right? Mm -hmm. So once mm -hmm. the choice was saying like, well, we're doing the House of Mystery, someone's got to be in the House of Mystery. When they chose John Constantine, that's when they were like, well, let's let Ernie do it. He's done Constantine, right? So once when we got that, then we got in the room, he was like, we can also make it refer back to, you know, the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And I'm like, really cool, you know? And the making of something, of anything, is like a stew. You get the first idea, like, wouldn't that be a cool team up? Or, you know, oh, this story seems kind of cool. And, and so there was, we got to do a House of Mystery. Let's have it start John Constantine. Hey, we can, we can integrate it a little bit and, and give the fans of that 16 uh, movie thing like a little extra. And, and then also we're both Doctor Who fans. <laughs> and there was this, um, this episode, a Capaldi episode that that's, I believe Steve Moffat wrote um, called Heaven Sent where he's okay. trapped in a castle and he gets killed constantly time and time again. It's like yep. murder, murder groundhog day. Right. <laughs> is what we, we called it. Right. And, and it's like, wouldn't that be interesting for Constantine to do also in the house of mystery? And he has to figure out why it's happening. Why? So all of this stuff goes in the stew and then it's the writer's job to make sure uh, or, or to do it in such a way that not only is it a seamless story, but it's also surprising. And oh, yeah, look, look how well that was planned out when in reality, nothing was planned when we started. We just kept like adding elements of, of story stew, you know? Right. I mean, so, so the way this ends, and I'm trying not to be super spoily here, you know, um, but the way this ends, it seems like Constantine is being thrusted into what might be an event level kind of thing. Um, so not obviously not specifics, <laughs> but um, will we have to wait a long time to kind of see the events of how this ends play out for Constantine? Or is this something we could see? So, again, not specifics, yeah. but is it going to be a while before we see this kind of play out? <laughs> I cannot answer your question, but you got to think about Jim Krieg and how he hates disappointing people. That is so, true. <laughs> that is true. I, 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 I do know that we uh, have, uh, me and Joel have met him a few times. Um, yeah. And, but just, you know, you've, you also got to, you've got to take into account that if this is all there is, it's just a cool, you know, another element of the stew is let's do a Twilight zone episode, right? There's different fair. types of House yeah. of Mysteries, right? right? So this one was going to be a Twilight, a Twilight uh, ep um, Zone episode where at the end, it's one of those where you like open the door and you don't really see the monster, but the, per the character screams, but you know what it was, right? right. Like, oh my God. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm actually... My your view behind me is my view also because there's a mirror behind me, so I can do. Oh. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Look, I, I I thought you I thought you were just summoning yeah, Constantine's right. powers or something like that. I didn't know what was going on. Kind <laughs> of witchcraft um, going on here. <laughs> so no, but I I, I I really do love what you guys put together with this because, like I said, it's. 
it's definitely hinting on what was, but venturing in into what will be. Um, so like, I wanted to ask you this, coming from obviously what we got with the new 52 universe, uh, heading into what it looks to be this newer universe, when you guys approach, oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, sorry. Bless you, bless you. No, you are fine, bless you. Um, as you enter into this new universe, is there a different approach or is it more so just like, we're gonna continue to just tell really cool stories, bring really new uh, visuals and whatnot. Or is there like a formulaic thing you guys approach when you're doing these universe builders? Well, I mean, I'd say it's it's more the supervising producer, right? Mm-hmm. It goes by that. So before it was James Tucker. And uh... <laughs> bless you, <laughs> bless you. Yeah, you are good. And uh, and now now it's Butch Lutzik. Um, and so, so he's got ideas now, he, uh, which doesn't share his ideas with the individual writer, but he is, he and Jim are the masterminds of, of, of what is, what is happening, you know? So I'm sure, I'm sure they have a plan and it will become discernible at some point and everybody's going to go, Oh, wow. Cool. You know? Gotcha. Uh, that must be so much fun for you, right? Like someone going like, here, here's like a piece of it, right? And you're yeah. like, okay, I can make this piece of it whatever I want. And then you're like, well, what does it lead to? And they're like, oh, no, no, we don't want to tell you that yet. Like, <laughs> like, just worry about this piece. And then when you get to see that, because obviously you'll get to see the full scale of it well before we do. But like, that must be like so insane to know that like you're part of that puzzle and then to see the full puzzle assembled like when you were doing that in the new 52 universe we'll we'll step out of this universe so we don't have to go into what you can't talk about so we'll go backwards we'll go to the new 52 universe how much fun was that like putting different pieces in and then seeing the puzzle as a whole once it's fully completed like you said was it 16 movies uh that was part of that universe so like how how surreal was that to step back and see the full full scale of it well sometimes i mean like my movies except for except for justice league dark apocalypse war which was key because it wrapped up everything right justice league dark teen titans um the judas contract and batman hush were more you know minor parts of the they weren't the main drivers of the dark side subplot right those were two of them were flat out um, adaptations of famous comic runs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Marv Wolfman, George Perez, recently recently passed, George Perez, um, The Judas Contract for the great Teen Titans run, and then Batman Hush with uh, Jim Lee and, and, and Jeff Loeb, right? right? So those was more like um, and, and Justice League Dark was just something new that they were going to try and bring on Constantine, but they paired him with Batman, right? So right. we'd have something. Um, and uh, so what James will tell you, here, read some of these other scripts or watch an animatic from the mm-hmm. movie that's coming out right before yours because it's got Lex Luthor and Rain. Um, I'm forgetting his name, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Rain Wilson is doing it so you can like learn how he he's he's doing the role, right? So right. you can hear a little bit of it or something, right? And he's going to be in your he's going to be in Batman Hush, right? We're going to throw him in there. Uh, so I got to see you know more than my piece. Like I'm not you're not kept like totally like a mushroom, you know, in, <laughs> in the dark, right? Right. But you're not seeing everything that the, the plan is, you know, mm. like when when they came with just the dark apocalypse where it's like, this is going to be the big wrap up. And I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> when did this, just... what was this decided? Like, that was news to me. But that's when little things like me having done three different movies beforehand, like they came in, uh, that they, they were helpful, you know, and right. having watched them all. Because you you don't know when you're going to get another one, so they they let you, you know, like see Suicide Squad held to pay. It's like oh, you got to check out um, what do you call it? Captain Boomerang, like right. voice voiced by Liam, what's his name, right? McIntyre, yeah, McIntyre. yeah, Liam McIntyre. He did some cool stuff with it, and I was like, oh crap, yeah, yeah, I'm putting. I'm putting that guy in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> right? Why not? Like, because I hadn't written to him before, right? Right. I hadn't, the, I hadn't seen the character, and uh, so, so yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I answered your question. I want to. No, you. No, you. A hundred percent did. Because oh, I always, yeah. I always view James to be like Kevin Feige, right? So like, you always hear actors in the MCU say yeah. like, "No, no, I was only given like my portion of the script. I haven't seen the full script." So I imagine. For some of the writers there, it's like, you know, they maybe gave me like sprinkles here, but like I couldn't tell you really what the whole goal is outside of the individual projects that have something to do with me. Like we would put stuff in, in those other, those first three movies, he'd go, oh yeah, be sure to use this character. Right. And he's got to say something like this because we're going to do something with it, right? So they're like little bits and that really came to a, a head in the uh just league dark apocalypse war you know like it was i had this thing right i i i really dislike damien right <laughs> as a fan i'm watching the batman once and i'm like oh let me kill let me kill him as far back as, <laughs> as, far, as far back as teen titans judas contract i was like can i kill damien he's like no no more plans for him wanting instead you're going to do a little romance with raven you know mm. like uh, continue that because I, there was just like verse the teen titans right, right. the very first one it's like you're gonna you have to continue that you're gonna give him a dog at the end we're gonna need that you know and um and a couple other a couple other things that were you know gonna settle up but then it came around and he's like you can kill and by that time, you know, <laughs> by that time when I like put in that extra scene with him in Batman Hush about talking about protection for Batman, you know, right, right. And I'm like, now I'm kind of digging. I'm like, oh, now I don't want to. He's like, but don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. I want you. I want uh, Raven to turn into White Raven and bring him back. I'm like, oh, so I get to kill him and he comes back, <laughs> right best of both worlds in fact like we killed constantine and brought him back in the <laughs> that thing had so many subplots there was like four romances i was dealing with yeah you know, Damien ray lois and clark bat cats 
and and Constantine Zatanna were the main ones. But yep. then you got other stuff like you know Constantine and King Shark. <laughs> King ben right. Have have a moment, right. <laughs> right. Uh, right, like all sorts of weird, weird things, and everybody gets a great death scene in a little arc, and so it's like, oh, that was that was one of the funnest things that that I've I've ever written. You know? Yeah, like that was that was like a huge level event. Um, that that movie, and again, look, I, I told you before, I, I stand I stand on it today. I enjoyed it a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. I um, I think my only issue with it was that, like, that was it. Like right after that, that was it. We're done. Like that was the crescendo. We're moving on now. Um, because I'm like, how does that world look now? Um, you know what I'm saying? And then you well, give us this, I mean, and it's like, well, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like people, I get it. I get it when people go, um, oh, it. So, so it all didn't exist. Right, but the mm-hmm. truth is, if we get if we pile our our nerd hats on here, <laughs> let's get them on. <laughs> in yeah, mine's <laughs> like a bald cat. Right? <laughs> uh, but it has all the wires running down my back. <laughs> right, right. It's like so. In Flashpoint, mm. in Flashpoint, this was a rogue reality that was created at that moment that lasted for the 16 movies mm-hmm. right so really to get us back on track it had to end you know it had to like mm-hmm. be but it happened you know like I'm like people go oh it never happened it's like Constantine remembers yeah like, yeah, like plenty of people remember. Spectre sure as hell remembers. <laughs> right? Many other people like remember. That, that are mystical can remember. Some other people can poof, get their memories back. You know, who knows who's been saved uh, from that, uh, that alternate earth or universe you never know but see even if even if you told me it didn't exist anymore i i i appreciate it even more because it gave you the freedom to just have so much kind of like leeway with everything right like you can really just go wild with the script because it's like this is i'm ending it here right like i don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about the long lasting consequences of if i wanted uh, Dick Grayson to not live on, or if I wanted Damian Wayne not to live on, it's like, well, those are all things that you can do because we're starting anew. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like that. I, the freedom of that is what I enjoy even more. Uh, if that was the case, was the idea of I'm gonna just go crazy here. <laughs> I'm gonna do I mean, all kinds. Some, of there's well, I think uh, James Tucker had some quote in one of his interviews. I thought it was so funny. He's like. I'm like a bad, bad tenant getting evicted. I am just wrecking everything. <laughs> right? So, I mean, but like there was some stuff that he's like, no, I want this, I want that, right? Um, and I, and one of my favorite characters to write is Nightwing. And mm-hmm. I go, oh my God, you've done him so dirty. Like I got to write any sort of lines for him. Like after this great moment in Hush where like Batman's thinking he's an equal and you know, like uh and um and, and, and he's just like crazy guy. But the thing was there was no room. There was right. no room. 
I mean, like there's, there's so, I'm surprised we crammed so much and somehow he got that to be 90 minutes and they're supposed to be 72. So I don't know how <laughs> No, but you know, and, and I'm going to pass it to Joel because uh, he has a few questions. I'm not going to hold you uh, that long, Ernie. Um, but see, the, knowing you is why I appreciate what you just said, because like we talked about it with uh, Injustice, right? Like people getting so butthurt that literally <laughs> all 90 million issues of that one comic weren't jammed in into one movie, right? Uh, it's that killed like, me. Yeah. You know, it's like if you guys had to, it, like if you guys just knew what Ernie <laughs> like had to do to just make that work, right? You know what I'm saying? And you gave a lot of the the big points, right? Of that that whole series. But it gets so wild that it's like, I can't put everything in here, guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't understand that. And that's why I love having these talks with you to try to maybe help get them to understand that it's not as simple as you walking into James and going, hey, I'm putting all 97 issues in one movie. You like it or you don't. Oh. It's happening. Like, no, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, right when that right when that popped over, you know, to um, to me, I was like, so is it going to be like a trilogy, you know, or something, <laughs> right? Or, I mean, like Long Halloween was two. Right. Long Halloween was two. That was only 12 issues, I think. <laughs> I got 12 issues into it, right? I mean, like, so this has got to be at least two, maybe three. They're like, no, one. I'm like, one? <laughs> and then the... Uh, the other thing that gets these people are like, should have been a show, like Invisible, like an hour long, like 10 episodes, maybe three or four seasons. We're in the movie section. Like, I don't get to go like, there are other people, you know, doing the shows. It's like, I don't, it's like, you know what? Executive of movies, you clear out. Get, get the TV guy in so I can explain why this should be a three season show. Right. right. And you, you know, the, the, the biggest problem is, as I pass it to you, Joel, the biggest problem, Ernie, is I feel as though we know James, right? We know how big James is in the entire animated uh, industry, what he's done for, for DC animation and everything. Definitely. Problem is, James is, I feel, is, is so reserved. He's not as visible as like a Kevin Feige, right? Or a Kathleen Kennedy. So it's like a lot of the world only sees you. Right. And it's like, well, you wrote it. I'm putting all the blame on you. No, because I see a lot more people that know of you than that that even know of James, you know? Oh, so it's I like that's that can't be right. I promise you that. Because <laughs> I gotta say, that's one of the reasons why I like James, is he's not, you know, this huge like self-promoter. Some people right. are like, I did everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, right. you know, I could I could never get get into that either you know i figure my name's on it if people want to like do some whatever some research on who did what then they'll know uh but but yeah that uh i mean the other thing is internet grading internet grading kind of gets me because whenever like if you grade and then you get up there like something's really good mm. a lot of people will be like well i can't give it a 10 Right. So I'm, I'm in that seven, eight, nine section. Right. And they're thinking right. really hard. It's like that was about an eight point five or something. But but if, if people don't like something about it, like I remember one comment was didn't have uh, Alfred the butler beating up Superman. 
one star. I'm like, <laughs> that? That's what set you off? Look, 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 that, like, I had to get rid of these huge plot lines that I was like, <laughs> not Black Canary. I can't get rid Oh, I can't fit her. I can't right. fit the Black Canary Green Arrow um, romance in. But... Alfred beating up Superman <laughs> like that. Right. That's one star. Which, which to me, that's not even like that's not even like the biggest moment. I would like, be like, find a way is to it squeeze really that. Really, a like, one star movie? Not at all. Not at all. You hated it. I'd say give it a three, a four, or a five. But like right. a one. Star? Yeah, I mean, look, There's me a lot and Joelle stuff in that. Me and Joel have to defend it all the time whenever we talk about <laughs> Batman Hush. Because anytime someone says that they disliked it, it's always the same thing. Always. Oh, we didn't like the reveal. Like, they never say anything else besides just the reveal. And it's like, well, if that was your only issue, that can't take away from everything else you enjoyed of the accuracy of this movie. But to them, that's it. That's the one thing they want to yeah. hang up on. And they never apparently, move on from it. I guess apparently Steven Spielberg is wrong. Spiel <laughs> Spielberg in front of Jaws said... Uh, I guess someone at Benchley or something did a lot of research, right? And he's like, well, a bullet would, it wouldn't explode if it hit a pressurized oxygen tank. The oxygen would just go, <laughs> you know, right. it's not flammable shit. Right. Right, right. Steven Spielberg goes, if I have them until there, they will buy it if they are with me, right? But apparently yeah. not the internet crowd. The internet no. crowd, please, up until 99%, <laughs> and then, well, at least a few people, a few right. of them. Uh, and then you do something wrong at the end, it's like, oh, that kiss wasn't really good. One star. One. <laughs> so, so I want to pass it to Joel. Joel wanted to talk a little bit about, we just got the trailer um, for the new Green Lantern movie. Uh, animated movie that that's coming out which joel has been dying to get green lantern something anything <laughs> like anything uh so joel i want to pass it off to you uh go ahead you got the floor well i really just you know as a, as a huge fan of the green lantern and the fact that jill didn't really have a, a solo movie in the last uh movie arcs in the last animated uh universe that they had unfortunately um i'm glad and, that and we and we did john stewart dirty yeah i will say that also <laughs> but i mean yeah. I, I still i'm Sorry. still happy you guys put him in there you put him in just yeah. and they love how they explained it away i mean even it worked though it worked very well. it worked very well um uh but i like i'm i'm look he's finally getting his own animated movie and they're going like that's my question i guess what well um, why John Stewart this time around as the, the, I guess, the lead Green Lantern as opposed to Hal Jordan, which I'm fine with. I'm just curious. Well, this one I can actually answer. I think that DC has, has felt that John Stewart has not gotten his due as one of the crown jewels and Absolutely. one of the main lanterns right up there with Hal Jordan. I mean, Hal Jordan's always going to be the first, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I think they think really that, that it should be, he should be really like 1A. <laughs> like, like after he took over in, uh, you know, the Justice League cartoons uh, that uh, Dwayne McDuffie ran, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and they, they want to give him a little more profile. So in, in this animated movie, and this, this, is, this is kind of a big moment because if you think, and, the, 
I've heard the complaints when, when I was a fan. I happen to like the big three and Justice League, okay? Right? You, so you get your Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Justice League Adventures, right? Mm-hmm. For a long time, that's all they did. Sure. So now we're trying to get in like a Constantine. And I think this is super important because with Constantine, he had to be with Batman. I didn't mind the team up because it was world's greatest magical detective and world's greatest detective. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Together, that's a great thing. Other people are like, no, it's just for Batman and for sales. Yes, it is for sales, because if you just do a Constantine movie right out the gate, people don't like it. He doesn't get another movie for 10 years. So in this one, they're taking a huge chance because his sidekick is Green Arrow. The focus is all on him. Well, (laughs) there are some secrets. And I would say that anybody gets in a twist about any particular thing could wait until the movie's released. <laughs> wait, I have answered. <laughs> Look, so, you've you've never failed me, so I you got me. I'm I'm waiting, but but go ahead. Well, and oh, I, I'm I'm totally remiss here. I wrote this with co-wrote this hand yes. in hand with John right. Semper, who is. Um, He's the guy who gave me my first writing job. Wow. Really? In the mid-90s on the mid-90s Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 He's a producer, showrunner of Spider-Man, which was the number one show. Uh, actually, we, we, we would get better ratings than Batman, the animated series, but they got all the awards. Deservedly so. That's I mean, like they, they deserved awards. I'd, I'd say some, you know, some of Spider Man does also, but uh, I love that show. I, w- I, I would have worked on that. both of the shows, but yeah, uh, I could definitely see how Batman got the awards because you could definitely make the argument the notor like the just people knowing who Batman was had been something kind of like long standing in Spider Man. I believe his like the start of his peak of his popularity, I would. I would argue would be like what late eighties, early nineties, really where it started to become like a, a, like everyone knows Spider-Man, like the world knows Spider-Man. It's not one of those niche things. Yeah. Well, as far as, as far as cartoon wise, uh, kids, cartoon wise, kids, six to 11, mm-hmm. Spider-Man never lost to Batman, the animated series or X-Men never wow. yeah. five year run. It was number one 
the entire I was one of those kids, so I can't really argue with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, coming out of the 90s, you were the 90s literally kind of raised kids to be Wolverine, Batman, Spider-Man, right? Like you right. came into the 2000s with that being the crowning jewels. Um, so definitely. definitely hats off to you guys because Spider-Man, the animated series started the fandom for a lot of 90s, 90s babies, <laughs> like yeah. 80s, 90s babies. So yeah. definitely hats off. But uh, go ahead, Joel. Oh, well, well, my other question regarding Green Lantern, who makes the decision as to what characters get uh, put into this movie and like you said green arrows in it i think i saw vixen in it uh that was cool because like don't talk about a character that doesn't get a lot of push i love that they threw in vixen uh and so i'm just curious like and I'm, it's obviously a little justice league Marshall mayhunter we saw in the trailer too so i'm just curious like what, like what is the decision process there well you know that's that's a that's a butch mostly uh but with with input from jim creek mm-hmm. uh and and then there's also the marketing aspect. Now, see, here's where this here's where this. Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta remember. Uh, it was like, so I had my comic book phase, right? But then I went to college, like in the '80s, and I'd read less and less. Like I, I don't think I, I the last thing I might have read live is is something like Hush, right? Those those twelve issues. Right. And then I started working in the industry, so I could read stuff sporadically mm-hmm. i hadn't heard of vixen before they did that short series like wow. short movie of vixen right which was um james again right mm-hmm. so then you then you see her in a couple of things you know i don't i don't know if she was in hell to pay or not uh no no but, but now no. she's here right now she's mm-hmm. here she's she's at least at the justice league table in right. some, some of mine right. Right? non-speaking role sometimes that's <laughs> how they do it you know it's oh, like man. there's martian man <laughs> the non-speaking role i think that was in, in uh when they were talking in in justice league dark yes like, look at you know you, you had your superman batman like oh. horror in the beginning and then it became john constantine you know like at, at the end right or man. batman had to go deal with it and he was like oh but um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, a mostly creatively the who else is going to be in it are characters that Butch and the animators and and Jim kind of like. Sometimes when the writers in the room pitching early, I could go, you know, hey, what about what about this? You know, what about what about some? Uh, <laughs> um, in game gamester no the games uh uh no, i'm for, i'm forgetting them now i'm blowing your, your no no I, I i like i like what you're saying because remember our last interview you were telling me how when uh they were doing when you were writing injustice you were looking for a way to put plastic man in there <laughs> like you were like just like how can Love i it. get this guy in there and then to me, he was like some of the most fun I had coming out of a movie that that shouldn't have had a tone of fun, but I had so much fun with him um, well, and, and so seeing him utilized that way. That's ba- based on, you know, great comic series and great video game, um, but mostly it's on the comic series as I'm not a, a video game guy. So I knew I wanted him in there and I knew there was so much of it that somewhere some... In, at some time in the series he probably did some plastic man yeah so basically that was like in year four or three four five i don't even know right it was four and i, I think was, it was four, I was yeah. like all right how can i jam that 
bats. <laughs> yeah, if, there is, if there truly is only going to be one, and you know, I've been I've been kind of pushing for like a Plastic Man solo, and and they're like, oh, no, no, Plastic Man, what? No, <laughs> you know. So I was like, God, if I can, if I can show him how cool he can be, maybe he'll get like. Uh, an extended short, like a 25 right. minute or one of his best adventures. And then if that does really well, then, you know, whatever. So, so that's his kind of like uh, audition. Mm-hmm. Right? I, like I, did, I didn't want him not, not to do it. And, and the thing is suddenly like, all right, you know, that movie leaked, right? And then there was all this ton of bad press because like you killed the flash, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Uh, whatever. Right. Oh, Al- <laughs> Alfred Disney beat up Superman one star. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're like, um, the, the thing is at the, at the end of the day, uh, you know, then, then we were in the middle of the pandemic. Right. And it went up on HBO max and it was downloaded like crazy, a, cra- a crazy amount, like in uh, downloads, it finished like sixth or something out of all the movies of mm. any, right? Like at a, on the downloads, it was really high for like a week or two that it came out. And then when it came out on HBO Max, the only thing that it came in second to was um, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. Right, wow. so you had Warner Brothers going, huh? We spent a hundred twenty-five million dollars, <laughs> and right next to it, this movie we spent two million dollars <laughs> on has, you know, it is got second place. Huh. Right, right. So, so it's like, oh, you know, we love the script so much. It leaks. Ah, oh, the reviewers are killing it. Maybe it's not that good. Oh man, it's the people are downloading it like crazy. Oh, right. it's the, you know, so like it goes up and down. Um, the, the downloads and stuff for, for that thing were, were really good. So maybe they will make it. They'll just come, they could reboot it totally. They could right. make it into a series. Right, they 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 can you know do it right as a as a series. See if that works. You know? That that is part of the problem of the internet though, because what they'll do is like they'll follow their favorite blogger, right? And the blogger will go, "Flash dies, Alfred doesn't punch Batman, one star." Right, and then without watching it, they'll immediately go, "I don't want to watch it." Then they'll just they'll just happen to come across it on HBO Max, watching it, go, "I really freaking like this thing." And it's like, why didn't I give it a chance before? And it's like, because you're listening to people that are swaying you instead of just watching it. And then if you don't like it, you don't like it, but just watch it first, right? Give it a chance, clear your head. So when you say that, that doesn't shock me at all because we see it, me and Joel see it every day. The internet is filled with, oh, they said it wasn't good. I won't watch it. What? (laughs) Like, like what? Yeah. So I I don't understand that. But uh, before we we let you go, Joel, did you have any anything else you wanted to ask? Um, not not really. I do have one more question, I guess. Um, you did mention that you loved writing John John Constantine. So like, is he your favorite character to write, or do you have do you have a favorite character to write? He is my he is my favorite. He's he's up there. I got like a little triumvirate. Um, I mean, Batman is, I, you know, I, Batman's a little a little easy because he's got the code and he's always gruff, you know, and, and <laughs> he, he doesn't make jokes, right? right. And, and I love the joke thing, 
right? So I guess my, my like top three are Constantine, Nightwing, and Guy Gardner. But Constantine and Guy Gardner, actually, they're both bastards with a heart of gold. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. They're both yes. kind of a-holes. Constantine's the worst because he will murder you. He will leave your ass in hell to be eaten by a succubus or whatever, mm. right? right. Um, whereas, you know, guy's better, but he, he he does not mind calling you an asshole. And so he's not oh, like yeah. spitting balls. <laughs> Hal Jordan's coming in. He's like Superman Green Lantern, right? He's right. like... Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's why you like some of these other characters like uh, John Stewart, because they come from the streets, they're like a little less like, okay, that guy's a little much, you know, like a, <laughs> of a boy scout, right? right exactly. Experiences free being a superhero, which is great. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. I, I mean, to write all, all sorts of different characters. Um, but usually you, you get, you know, in a grouping, you're going to just have to like, it's like, now I got to write a, what's, what's, uh, what's a shark from some sort of bad experiment? Like, what's his personality? You know, what's, <laughs> like, you know, like the weird ones, right? Are, are all they're kind of fun too, but so, I definitely, yeah. I definitely can't wait for the day that James is just like, so here's Guy Gardner, here's Constantine figure out a way to make it work put them together <laughs> like, <laughs> go have fun with the two of those guys <laughs> oh my God, that'll be fun. i i have this i have this story i mean that i'm tinkering around with uh, you know for for a comic book on um it's john constein and wonder woman and mm. they to, you know and she just it just drives her crazy. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like hey, princess, I'm shy. Stop hitting on me. Like, oh my God, I'm going to chop your head. And I just think it would be like such a great pairing. You know? So, my last question uh, as as we uh, as we end this, Ernie, is I, me and Joel asked James this years ago, and his answer shocked me. So I want to see if it's updated at all within the studio. So how often do you get like a concept of like, like you get, not you specifically, but like the, the animation team of like, all right, we're going to do Wonder Woman. How often in like the last few years do you run into the studio kind of going like, hey, no, 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 I want to do like, I want to do something Wonder Woman for Lego or live action, like hold off on that. Like how often are you greeted with a stop sign or is it kind of seem like freedom now to where you can no, just- No, no, that's, well, that's not me. That's above my pay grade. Gotcha, well, gotcha, I'm, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm a writer. That's more, uh, that's more of a, a Jim and a Butch right now or, or a James when he was around, but also marketing. Marketing will come and go, hey, this thing's pretty popular. Can we do something with this? You know, um, mm. you know, we like, we like, uh, God, uh, what was the one that had um, Justice League, like, <clears throat> God, the Furious Five or something? Yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What, it wasn't called that. But anyway, they love the title of it. Like, the, you know, it's, it's the guy bringing in just titles of, of here's some things that we can. Sounds cool. <laughs> right. and, and yeah, if it, ha- if it does say like, because like, they don't know. 
they don't, they don't they're not like in, in publicity or like or sales they are not mostly huge comic book fans right but then like right. batman hush hmm that sounds could that be good hush i don't know it's like hush little baby it's like oh it's a villain though and he's killing people it's like oh okay and then then that goes. <laughs> <laughs> batman and the is the Joker in it? Y- yes, yes. <laughs> a major part. Now he is. <laughs> That's how stuff changes. That's how stuff changes. That he right. is now, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, that. <laughs> That's essentially what James was telling us uh, to a degree. He elaborated a little bit more, um, well, but essentially, in those, he's in those meetings, he's right? Yeah, uh, like they I, they have a meeting. Uh, I don't know when it's like once a quarter or something where they're thinking about doing some new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, what what about we do this? What about we do that? You know, and at one of those meetings, like two years ago, it was like we think we should do probably probably right after black panther or or um or wonder woman came out and it's like you should start feeding different audiences different characters what do we got john right. stewart's like the second biggest green lantern you know right. he's african-american yep. yes <laughs> start <laughs> figuring something out like that you know and so it just starts you know that way or or it's it's james wanting to do it you know right it's like you know this needs to be rectified Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll I, push. They'll push for that too. I uh, assume. I assume when when he wants to to do something that there's not that much of a pushback. I believe he's he's given enough <laughs> to where they can go. Okay, we trust you. Go ahead. Uh, every everybody seems <laughs> to get pushed back. Uh, of, uh, you know, at at different times, you'd be you'd be surprised. You'd be That's surprised. fair. I mean, look, I go. I'm not going to mention any like DC names, but I'll just right. go back like. Stanley Kubrick wanted to make his Napoleon War of eighteen twelve movie, and it never got made. You know, right. I mean, like on page one of the script, I think, or the, one of the famous action lines of of a script of like, here's an unproducible script: a quarter million men march up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the studio sees that, they're like, "What the, what the hell is?" Is Stanley thinking? <laughs> you know, you're gonna want a quarter. It's like let's get, let's gather up everybody in Yugoslavia. So <laughs> this area of Yugoslavia, they can march up a hill, and we're gonna have to pay them like what five? I don't even know what what's the dinars. I don't know. that's that's like the conversation that goes in. It's like no step, no. No quarter, <laughs> no, no Napoleon. Make something else. It's like, what else, what else do you have? Like, I got this thing where I want to try out my new lenses. It's set in the 1800s and I'm going to use candlelight. It's called Barry Lyndon. Yes, that sounds way better. A million dollars to go do that, you know? Or I got this space thing I might want to do, you know? Right. <laughs> 2001. Well, look, as long as they continue getting Ernie to write the stories. I will be there. I am one of your biggest fans. You know, I love talking to you all the time. Um, Everybody, please go out. DC Showcase uh, Constantine, the House of Mystery. Uh, Go out and look. I know everyone usually says, you know, wait, wait till it streams or whatever. Go out and buy it. If you can, go buy. It's worth it. It's so much fun, I promise you. Don't wait. Get it now. Wherever it is, go get it now. Watch it. It's so much fun. Uh, And look, we, we see something like Legends of Tomorrow uh, that that um, 
got uh, got canceled, right? That's where we saw Constantine. So for everyone who's missing bit. Constantine, there oh. you go. You got your fill right there. Um, back. He's animated. back. <laughs> right. He's back animated. Same voice, you know, so you're not really missing much. Yeah, yeah really. Um, so if you need your Constantine fix, you know where to go to get it. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for the release of this Green Lantern movie that's coming out. Uh, it, I have so many questions. I cannot wait to have them answered when I watch them. <laughs> you got to wait. You got to wait. so many questions. Maybe I cannot wait. things will become clear. It's going to be good. I think oh, it's going to be good. It looks looks very cool. The animators. I mean, it's also important to say, like, you interview any one person that's kind of like me centric all the time. But there's an army. There's like an army of animators and 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 people that get the checks out on time and like make sure the meetings occur between the people that have to and go cast, go cast the movie. Uh, you know, the, the stars from TV and from other Warner Brothers shows and stuff. And it's like everybody works together, you know. Nobody's trying to tank anything. Every right. now and again, it's like they just wanted to take this property so they could screw it up. You know, it's like, <laughs> I guarantee you that is Nobody not why they not did this property to like disappoint you. Right. Because yeah, like, one thing, one thing you know, Ernie, is that a studio will not give money for something yeah. they don't think can make money. Um, no. So, and so grew up on too many of them, you know, and you're going to get. They're gonna they're gonna find someone I mean, that might not screw up as much. But right? look, Ernie, we're living it. We got one Green Lantern movie, and they just refuse to give us anything live action Green Lantern. Like it's yeah. this much time, so we're seeing the ramifications of it. Only takes one mess up, one mess up, and that character could be gone. You know, so it's That's like right. we that, see you it. Know, that one. That one hits a little little close to Krieg and myself because we, <laughs> we didn't get a second season of Green Lantern the animated series. I know. And that is a quality show. Bruce yes, Timm's first CG show. Freaking brilliant storytelling. If I I'll pat myself a little oh, bit. 100% yes. I was part of it. I was yes. part of it. You know? Like that, okay. That's a huge part. I'm glad you said him. that. I'm glad you said that, Ernie, because I have to just know this. Me and Joel have always wanted to know this. Seeing the animation style of that series, seeing the animation style of Beware the Batman, were there ever plans to combine the two of those? Like to start to build a universe between the two of those? You know, that's the above my pay grade type thing. But you know, <sighs> now that I now that I now that I look at it, it, it was kind of like, but was Beware the Batman? Bruce Tim, or did they just use the designs? It might have just used the design. I'm not sure if he actually had was, any work on it, but the animation crazy. looked exactly the same. So, like, part of me was like, oh, maybe they're just building to it. Like, they're trying to like establish Green Lantern show, Batman show, and then yeah. maybe bring them together. They might have used the same. They might have used the same production company. I think it's uh, in India or something like CCG or something like that. Um, okay that makes sense and as they did the, you know so that sometimes gets to look the same but the animation supervisor from that i believe was the same animation supervisor that's doing um young justice gotcha okay, okay. Um, gotcha you know so his designs are are very different um yeah, I think that was I, I think they might look alike because of CG, but I bet it's the it's the company because it, it is a weird, you know, like boy, they got some they got some pushback on that Batman. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at this movie, it kind of has some similarities, right? Yes, with it does. The, you yep. know, like the, the, the stuff. And, yep. So, but no, we, we love that show. Uh, and look, we, we saw what the fans did for the Snyder Cut. We saw what the fans did for Young Justice to bring it back. We will try to continue to fight that Green Lantern fight however we can because that was quality television. Quality. Yeah, we, had so many, we had so many great ideas. Oh, my God. You could tell just by the writing there was good ideas. <laughs> like that's right. sad. You know? I so mean, right. there is like so many cool things that were going to happen. When, they, when we realized that we weren't coming back, that's the only reason um, they gave the blue ring in. That was going to be like, oh, that'll be season two. That, that was my last point of, uh, oh, let's save it. Now I jam in everything. I'm like, every kick-ass moment that I can get in from Injustice is going in because there might only be one or there might be, it might be 10 years or 20 before they get back to it. Yeah. I mean, like, hopefully that's not going to be the case, but with Green Lantern, they have all the CG assets and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I wonder why they, they, you know, I'm as a fan, I want to see more, you know, they're not going to bring back the original team. I mean, right. Rick Morales is now doing all the movies, right. yeah. you know, he's doing all of the, um, uh, geez, um, the karate ones and, and, uh, and, and many others. You know, um, uh, he did all these shorts. He did every every short in in this House of Constantine thing, right? So I don't think they're going to stick him with a show. That's yeah. more of a starting thing before you rise up. Yeah, right. you know? yeah. So yeah, I, I never understood that because I'm Lou, like Sam Liu was the other director, and he yeah. just, Sam Liu. I love Sam Liu. I, oh, I don't know who they would, you know, like. Maybe Bruce Tim would be the glue. Bruce would Tim have might. to be the glue. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you know, one of the things that keeps that keeps me up is like the idea of if you want to figure out how popular this character really is, right? To me, I've always been of the mindset you start with animation, right? So it's like we have the animated movie coming out, but like a cartoon series, right? That could kind of stretch its arms between children and adults, right? Um, you know, to whereas though you kind of feel as though some of these movies are not necessarily catered to like five, six, seven, eight. Um, they're kind of catered to like 12 and up more so. Um, so I'm like, bring the animated series back that can grab a larger audience of everybody. And then I guarantee you, by the time you're ready to do a live action, John Stewart or Hal Jordan, the popularity will be through the roof. It just will. Mm-hmm. We see it with Young Justice. If they wanted to take anybody from Young Justice and do a live action, it would work. Why? Because the popularity for that show is through the roof. Yeah, I'm waiting for a Nightwing movie. I think a Nightwing movie. Oh, would yeah. Be great. I feel like it's coming. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. But, yeah, um, I, they want to do everything and they think they're going to get to every single thing, but it's like, it's not fast enough for the fans. Oh. For me, that is true. I was about to say, yeah, for me, I'm like, as you're talking about, I'm like, somebody better be working on a Nightwing movie somewhere. <laughs> like, be I mean, writing it as we're talking. You do you, re- you realize, like, before Green Lantern, the animated series, the other Green Lantern show was the filmation Green Lantern. I don't know if you've ever I, seen it. Yeah, no, uh, I don't even think I saw movie. that. Oh, man, it's... it's wow. It has... <laughs> <laughs> it has a person riding on Green Lantern's back through space for a lot oh, of it. That like, version, his little yes. his little buddy. It is it is laughable. It's for like 
<laughs> four to seven, you know, like oh, okay. 60s. And yeah, oh, my goodness, filmation stuff. And um, <laughs> and then so that we were the, you know, the next Hal Jordan Green Lantern, because during the Justice League ones, John. John Stewart. Right. But that's how you get those characters soaked in to where the next, you know, people will demand a Vixen movie or something. Right. You well, know, right. you got to start it somewhere. Right. That's it. Yeah. No, look, Ernie, you know, we always enjoy being able to sit down and talk with you. It's always a geek fest. <laughs> you know that. We always geek out completely. Um, like I said, guys, make sure you check out Constantine House of Mystery. Uh, like I said, such a fun time. And then if you have not seen the trailer uh, for the new Green Lantern animated movie, please make sure you go out. Yes, please make sure you go check it out immediately. And Ernie, as always, thank you so much. My only ask of you is please find a way to, if you do get to write another Batman animated movie, get me Kite Man or Condiment King up in there, Ernie. <laughs> Figure out a way to do that. I think, I think someone's, someone's doing the live action Kite Man, or it's going to be in a show. And yeah, they're, doing, they're doing the animated series for it's him. Like, I know like, Ernie can find a fun and unique way to put it into a Batman animated uh, movie. Well, now, now it wouldn't be a Batman, but I think you'd like like it. Um, the thing that I've been trying to push for, and now if they use this kite man, they probably use this is the War of Jokes and Riddles. Oh my mm. God! Right? So okay. like, yes. kite man would be a perfect that to tell it through his eyes would be perfect for for a, a, a movie. You know, right? Like, because you get too crazy on both both joker and and the riddler are like they're like icing so you can't have just like the cake is like there's no no that's not good (laughs) (laughs) like sauce okay there's like cranberry sauce and whatever but you got no steak underneath you're just like filling up on sugar if all you see is like great scenes with the joker and the riddler Right. right you need to be grounded but they purposefully like took i know i know bruce wayne was in there and he tried to do a peace treaty at one point but batman was not chasing those two guys during this he had to do something else i think in the continuity maybe he was in space or something or i don't know he had doing some big justice league thing so right. he couldn't, you know they couldn't deal with it or it was just in Elseworlds. I don't know. But it was really <laughs> cool. And to tell it through a small villain caught in the wake of these two like mega villains with armies, I, I think that's a great movie. You know, I think so. Uh, either I want to watch that as a fan or I'd love to write that. You know? I mean, at this point now you have to write it, right? Like who else would be this passionate about something like right. that, right? You are, you are, um, at, you're preaching to the choir, but you're, you're <laughs> way overestimating my my power. Like, oh, you, know. you got swing. Oh. Come on, come on. <laughs> I believe I've decided on my next project. That is not, that is not the way this goes. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Oh, but, but it's, it's nice that you guys think that, you know. Hey, I, 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 like believe it. It. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. on how it goes. <laughs> 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 if Bernie wants it, it'll get done. No. <laughs>
<laughs> um, I will forever believe that. Uh, okay. till, till James, till I interview James and he tells me otherwise. That's how it goes around there. Ernie just walks in and goes, I want all of this. And I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell him that I said that. <laughs> I, 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 you can watch him laugh when you say, we pictured this is how it happens. Ernie barges into your office and goes, I want to do this. And he convinces you with his passion. Like, like, See how he reacts to, to that. All right. I just I just picture James going, is is this what he told you? It's like, no, 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 no. But um, Ernie, enjoy yeah. the rest of your day. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you for joining me. Um, can't wait till the next time we talk, which will be when the Green Lantern uh, animated movie comes out for sure. So All right. um yeah. till then, thank you, Ernie. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc